Welcome back to the Jamil Gabriel Show. I'm your host, Jamil Gabriel. So let's talk about the elephant in the room, all right? Let us talk about the disaster pullout of the troops in Afghanistan. As it's probably blown up all over your Facebook feed, it's blown up all over the media, it's blowing up everywhere. It's not easy to deny it, okay? It is a disaster, to say the least, okay? There are people, I mean, it's really reminiscent of the fall of Saigon. Now, I wasn't alive during the fall of Saigon, um, but I have seen videos, and I've seen, you know, I'm pretty much a historian. I, I love looking at history, and I love seeing things, and it's crazy on how many parallels there are to Jimmy Carter versus Joe Biden. I mean, the gas prices, there was a gas shortage back in the 70s from Jimmy Carter, um, inflation increased like tremendously under Jimmy Carter. So it, it's really crazy. And I don't want to say the Vietnam War because the Vietnam War ended officially in 75, which was the fall of Saigon. So that was Gerald Ford. But Jimmy Carter, you know, didn't help. I mean, he was already in office, essentially. I mean, he was like in talks, I guess. He didn't help with... He didn't help in Vietnam at all because in 78, Vietnam did a counterattack against Pol Pot, found out the atrocities of what Cambodia was doing, and essentially freed the people. So Jimmy Carter didn't really help the situation. It's kind of like, you know, Trump. And I want to clear this clear this right, right away, okay? People are like, well, this is Trump's fault. He wanted to pull out. Trump is not president anymore, okay? Get it out of your head. Get it out. It's done. It is done. There is no reason to keep blaming Trump. He is gone. He, The bad man is gone. Orange man bad is gone, okay? Take responsibility for your actions. It is Joe Biden that pulled out. It is Joe Biden's fault. It is Joe Biden's border crisis. It is Joe Biden's inflation. It is not Trump. Trump is out. He has no power in the United States. He has the power of the people, but he does not have power to run the country. So... This disaster, so obviously um, Taliban were essentially waiting. So when um, they pulled out, or America pulled out, Joe Biden pulled out, uh, the last of the people came out, and the Taliban took over. Essentially, that that's what they, they pretty much walked in. It was exactly what happened in North Vietnam. They walked in, and they took Saigon. So the Taliban ran away with it. Um, it got so bad. They were so afraid that the president of Afghanistan, you know, used his money and fled the country. He was gone. People were hanging on to American jets that were, you know, gone. So it, it is what it is. Um, and don't get me wrong. I have been outspoken against the war in Afghanistan. I don't believe we should have been in there. I don't believe at all, we should have even participated, and I was always been an advocate that people should fend for themselves, okay? Americans should focus on America. Now, with that being said, I do understand where the complaints are coming from, all right? A lot of my friends are veterans. I am a veteran, and I understand that it does suck. We worked hard. A lot of us deployed there. We lost something there. Either we lost friends, we lost our equipment, we lost 
something, all right? Our hearing, our vision, our limbs. We lost something there, okay? And to see it just burn to the ground and say, F you, it's gone, done. It sucks. I'm not going to lie about it. And this is kind of why I made the podcast today is because there's going to be a lot of veterans that are going to see their sacrifices useless, okay? This failure is not on you guys. It is not on any of our veterans, all right? This falls on the heads of your commanders. This falls on the head of your commander-in-chief. This falls on the Secretary of Defense. This falls on the Secretary of the Navy. This falls on Secretary of the Army, okay? Those are the people. This falls on the Joint Chief of Staff. This is, that is where the failure falls. So, I know it sucks. I know we lost a lot of things. I know your life will never be the same. And you were you had hopes that you can see your work finished. You could see that what you attributed to was for something greater. And I know it really sucks that it's gone. It's completely gone. But I do want you to realize that the war had to end, okay? It had to end. It had to. It's I I'd rather have this war end than see any more lives killed, you know, American lives, the troops there, the mercenaries there, CIA, etc. See all of them dead and continuing to die for a fruitless war. So, I I still believe that. I still believe we should have pulled out. And I still have to praise Biden for pulling out. Unfortunately, how he did it was effed up, okay? We gained absolutely nothing from it. I've had this argument with someone that said, well, what are what were you going to do? Okay, war should always be a last resort, okay? War, I believe war should be a last resort. But if you're going to go to war, take the place, all right? That's how war is won. That is what war is, okay? There are no winners in war. There are only losers. And sometimes you just got to rape and pillage the city. Okay. I don't mean that literally, but I do mean taking the country, colonizing it, making them learn English, and so on and so forth. As horrifying and unethical as that sounds, that is what I believe war should be about. Okay. And I know that's what America was trying to do. That was the whole purpose of the war in Afghanistan was to set up bases in Afghanistan so that way we could be closer to the action because it's right on the border next to India. It's right on the border next to China. It's right on the border next to Soviet Union or now Russia, the Russian Federation. That was the whole point. Okay, We wanted to go there. We wanted to build American bases and let them become allies. This is why, you know, with South Korea, we put bases on there so we could keep an eye on North Korea. That was it, okay? Now, previously, it was kind of to defend them, all right? But either way, it was to keep an eye on North Korea. Japan and Germany are a little different. It was to keep an eye on Japan and Germany, which is why we have bases there. Now, when they're telling us to move, we're like, well, China's going to take over, okay? So that is, you know, we're defending you. It's a bunch of baloney. But Afghanistan, 
we wanted to go there to keep an eye on China, to keep an eye on India, to keep an eye on Russia. That was that it has a very important strategic ability. So seeing that we failed to take it is is stupid in my opinion. All right. We should have went there. We should have colonized it, made a 51st state and taken the resources. That is what war is. Okay, it's not pretty. And. I don't care what you say and go like, well, you know, America isn't. Well, that's what war is. All right. That's war is to take land from Genghis Khan to Alexander to the Alexander the Great to King Louis the fourth or 15th. I think 14th or 15th. King Louis the 15th. One of the kings. All right. Everyone that's declared war wanted that land to colonize. OK, we declared war in World War Two to colonize. Now, although I've mentioned before that we went there not to colonize, we still essentially did. We took France and then we took South Korea and we said, hey, if you guys don't listen to us, we're going to just, you know, turn you into our 51st state. And we pretty much have a puppet state. That's what South Korea is. It's a puppet state. They drive on the right hand side of the road. I mean, they speak English. They're taught English. But we kind of just give them leniency and say, yeah, you're your own. Okay, Guam, we made them a territory. Cuba, we took them over and, you know, we're just like, hey, you're going to listen to us. And then, you know, we had, uh, what's his name? The revolutionary, he's on the tip of my, I know there's Castro, but the revolutionary that started it, Che Guevara, whatever. So even though we are a country that doesn't colonize, we still want something from them. Okay, in France, we are like, hey, you know, we want to build bases here or whatever. And France like, okay, otherwise we're not giving you back your country. So I don't know. It is unethical. I get that. I, I do. All right. To wage war, to take land is unethical, but that is what war is. And that's what should have been done. But I digress. So, the reason why this was a failure is because Joe Biden is just too weak of a president. He is too weak that the Taliban just essentially walked all over him. In fact, the dude begged. The dude begged and said, uh, please don't take the U.S. embassy. What? Now, if this was Trump, what do you think he would have said? He would have been like, yeah, you take U.S. embassy, you're going to be nuked. Okay. And I know the media would have went bananas all over. It'd been like Donald Trump plans to send numerous people to Afghanistan to kill people or whatever. Yeah, that that's what he'd probably say. Okay, but Joe Biden is just too weak. That Taliban just essentially walked all over him. So the Taliban know they see it. They see Joe Biden as a failure, and so they walked all over us. It took them within. They were outside the gates of Kabul. It took them 24 hours to take it. Okay, Trump, Trump was, you know, arguing for him and was like, hey, we are if we're going to pull out that that's a guarantee, but you're not taking over the cities. Otherwise, we're going to come back and kick your ass. And you didn't hear much about it in seven months when Trump took office. How much did you hear of ISIS? Throughout eight years of Obama. 
ISIS is growing. The caliphate's growing. All this other stuff. Then Trump becomes president. Maybe like a month I heard about ISIS and then it's all gone. Because Trump was stronger. Now, Kim Jong-un. I mean, Kim Jong-un is walking over Joe Biden. He's like, dude, um, we're going to build nukes and there's nothing you could do about it. And Joe Biden's like, okay. Um, Xi Jinping. They literally said they will threaten to nuke Japan. And what does Joe Biden do? Well, this is a cultural, uh, this is cultural, it's cultural, it's cultural, what, what, what a good culture. Killing, you know, the Muslim population in China is cultural? Get the F out of here. Get out of here. Okay? So, yeah. Xi Jinping is like, we're going to take China, we're going to take Taiwan next. We're going to take Hong Kong. Or we already took Hong Kong, and they're like, well, um, we're, America's not going to do anything. And then with Taiwan, we're going to take Taiwan next. Otherwise, you can't put our movies in here. And all of a sudden, John Cena is going, I'm sorry that uh, I call Taiwan its own independent country when they're really part of China. And meanwhile, Joe Biden's like, um, we're not going to do anything. And Japan's like, if you guys don't, we will. Because Taiwan is 60 miles away from our closest island. So if you don't do anything, we are going to, you know, F China up. We're going to try. So and then what did China do in retaliation? Well, we're going to nuke the crap out of you. And yet Joe Biden's like, um, we're not going to do anything. Um, we don't know the whole situation. China just threatened Japan with nuclear warfare. What do you mean you don't know what's going on? That is what's going on. There's literally a video about it. There's a commercial that China sent to Japan saying they're going to nuke the crap out of them if they interfere with Taiwan. But Joe Biden's too weak. He's too weak of a president. Everyone sees it. Everyone's seeing it. Now... There is some great news that I'm seeing, all right? The polls are showing, and Gavin Newsom is freaking out about Larry Elder because Larry Elder is the front runner. Now, Gavin Newsom is acting like a child. It is the most hilarious thing in it. You know, when my YouTube channel kicks up, I'll be able to show these videos. But Gavin Newsom is, like, slamming his hand on the ground going, like, Larry Elder doesn't believe in this and he is scared to death that he's going to lose his seat. And speaking of which, Nancy Pelosi has announced that she plans to resign at 2022. Even though she said less than a week ago that, and I quote, I believe that the Democrats are going to hold on to the power in 2022. Yeah, they're going to hold on to power, which is why she's getting ready for a resignation speech. It's not, I don't think they're going to hold on to power. <laughs> so I think the Democrats are going to get BTFO'd out of here. They're going to be gone. I think this red, it's not even going to be a red wave. It's going to be like a red tsunami coming in of conservatives and Republicans just destroying everything in their path. And it's not going to be pretty. But they asked for it. Anyway. That's my take. Thanks for listening. I'm Jamil Gabriel, and I'm signing off.